This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9, with available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. I am Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on Pain. .tv slash gold. All right, folks, I have a question for you. Have you sought treatment for your child for anxiety or other mental health conditions? We want to hear from you as part of our reporting. This is a commercial, folks. The first one. I'm kidding. This is not a commercial. I would never promote this type of nonsense. This was a tweet that Maria Albanese, co-host of the Thomas Paine podcast on Friday, sent over to me from PBS NewsHour. And there's a big graphic, folks. It says, question, has your child sought out mental health services or treatment? We want to talk to you as part of our reporting. Please fill out our form. All right. So... What the heck? I jump over here. I'm like, here we go, right? I told you, orchestrated rise of mental illness. Some mental illness they're actually causing with the fourth industrial revolution, with COVID land, the high school theater production, locking people up in solitary confinement, taking away people's jobs, displacing them with robots and artificial intelligence, the rise in inflation, the rise in gas prices, the rise in heating oil and energy And so they are going to cause mental illness. Then they are going to take a lot of things that are not mental illness and misdiagnose people intentionally or just rebrand, redefine things that are not mental illness and turn them into mental illness. And the goal, I told you, is to eventually move all of these people into this uh, AR, VR driven healthcare, mental healthcare, and to load people up on psychedelics using companies like mindbloom.com where you can order psychedelic ketamine and dose up at home. 
while you strap on a VR headset. This is coming, folks. And so once I bring these things up on the show, everybody starts sending me information. And no, folks, this is not just confirmation bias. This isn't just because I mentioned it, you're seeing it everywhere. It's I mentioned it because it's everywhere, and now you're just taking notice of it. This is intentional, folks. So what the heck? We go over to the PBS uh, news hours little form here and it's hosted as a google doc and it says has your child sought out mental health services or treatment pbs news hour wants to hear from you okay folks just like with texas and the dna and the fingerprints don't send it to them don't fill this out don't give pbs news hour any information on your child or if they sought out mental health services According to CDC data collected prior to the COVID-19 pandemic, around 5.8 million children have been diagnosed with anxiety, while 2.7 million have been diagnosed with depression. Some children may not have been diagnosed or received a misdiagnosis. Oh, some may have not been diagnosed because you didn't bring them there, and some may have been misdiagnosed telling you that they don't have it when they really do we want to get every kid diagnosed with mental illness goes on to say now a group of medical experts is recommending that united states children and uh aged 8 to 18 receive screenings for anxiety and don't worry i'll show you this group in a second as part of pbs news hours reporting on this our team wants to hear from parents of children who have sought out mental health services or treatment of course you do it says your responses will be shared with pbs news hour staff and we may use them on pbs new hour uh, news hours broadcast online and social media platforms a producer or reporter from our team may be in touch with you and so if you filled this out this is what they're asking for this is pbs news hour have you sought treatment for your child for anxiety or other mental health conditions you can answer yes no or no but we're considering it i mean who the hell would go online and fill this out i mean in all honesty who would want to fill this out and share this information with PBS NewsHour? It goes on, question two. Why did you seek out mental health care, treatment, or services for your child? Number three, is your child receiving or seeking treatment currently? If so, explain the logistics of that process. Number four, if you found treatment, how much treatment affected your child? Has their mental health and well-being improved? The next one, have you ever felt that your child's mental health was not taken seriously by health professionals? Have you felt that your child was diagnosed or put on medication too quickly? Or were misdiagnosed? And you can answer, yes, they were put on medication too quickly. <clears throat> yes, they were misdiagnosed. No, or other. It goes on. Please tell us a little about yourself and your child. What is your name? What is your child's name? Oh, yeah. Just give up this information to PBS, folks. Where do you and your child live? City and state territory or Washington, D.C.? Wow. You see this? People actually go and fill this out, folks. 
How old is your child? By the time you answer these questions out of order, you don't realize how much data they just lifted off you. Goes on, what are your and your child's pronouns? What are your races and ethnicities? It says a producer may want to contact you to hear more about your story. What is your preferred email address and phone number? Unbelievable. Wow. So this stemmed from this tweet. Let me see how many... Oh, the good news, folks. The good news. This is PBS NewsHour. They're a blue check mark, okay? They have 1.2 million followers, supposedly. And this tweet comes out on October 20th. So that was, uh, what, today? And it's basically, it has two retweets, four likes, one quote. That's fantastic. Wow, so people ignored this from a blue checkmark account. Thank God. You know what, folks? That means, just give me one second. I'm going to show you something, though. So I went over there. Remember, if you're on their form, and it says, now our group of medical experts is recommending that U.S. children aged 8 to 18 receive screenings for anxiety. You go back to this uh, link, and it's United States Preventative Services Task Force. And that's at U.S. Preventative Services Task Force.org. And it says anxiety in children and adolescents screening October 11th. And this says recommendations made by U.S. PSTF or independent of the U.S. government. They should not be construed as an official position of the Agency for Health Research and Quality or the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. And then um, it goes on to say the recommendation summary, children and adolescents age 8 to 18 years old, USP. STF recommends screening for anxiety in children and adolescents age 8 to 18 years, and then children 7 years or younger. USP STF concludes that the current evidence is insufficient to assess the balance of benefits and harms of screening for anxiety in children 7 or younger. Ooh, they're letting 7 and younger off the hook until today. But this site here has a boatload of information and basically they are really working hard to push parents into having their children screened for mental illness i almost feel like you know folk we don't do enough stuff on here i think that's fun i mean i do the voices i work in the hacky impressions i like to break chops but we get into so much darkness sometimes that i think we have to be we have i'm trying to get a old um, podcasting friend of mine on steve uh, he moved recently, picked up, exited the Matrix, moved to Idaho from uh, outside of Portland, and just finally got settled back in. He's rebuilding his studio, and I'm going to start getting him to come on. He studies a lot of this stuff. He's uh, studied theology over the years, traveled the world, and so I'm going to start bringing him on. He's a funny guy. Start bringing some entertainment into the show so it's not always so dark. But this is something I'm wondering on this PBS stuff. We should fill this out. I'm thinking we should fill it out and see if they actually call us back. So, have you sought treatment for your child for anxiety or other mental health conditions? Let's say no, but we're considering it. Uh, Why did you seek out mental health care treatment or services for your child? Let's say, my child identifies as a rusty... um, identifies as a rusty uh, 
nail on Wednesdays and on Fridays it identifies as a as an Italian leather couch. Yeah, I think that works, right? So we'll say, have you sought treatment for child, for anxiety, or other mental health conditions? No, but we're considering it. And we're doing this for a reason, folks. Let's have a little fun with these people, especially since basically no one retweeted that tweet. It says, why did you seek out mental health care or services for your child? My child identifies as a rusty nail on Wednesdays, and on Fridays, it identifies as an Italian leather couch. Is your child receiving or seeking treatment currently? If so, explain the logistics of that process. Uh, my child is not receiving treatment, but has been seeking it out, not in the traditional sense, but through a drug dealer in our building yeah let's see my child is not receiving treatment but has been let's see hold on trying to type and look not in the traditional sense but through a drug dealer in our building if you found treatment how has treatment affected your child has their mental health and well-being improved I said they have not. Are we have to sound a little crazy while we're filling this out? I said I have not. Are you crazy? Question mark. <laughs> have you ever felt that your child's mental health was not taken seriously by health professionals? Yes. My child's last doctor told my child that it was okay to identify as a can of tuna fish all right so have you ever felt that your child's mental health was not taken seriously by professionals yes my child's last doctor told my child that it was okay to identify as a can of tuna fish have you felt that your child was diagnosed or put on medication too quickly or were misdiagnosed let's say uh yes they were put on medication too quickly okay please tell us a little bit about yourself and your child what is your name what is your child's name my name is, and I'm going to just use my name because if they call back, I'm going to give them my real information. We'll see if they call back. And then this way, we'll at least have a recording. Maybe we can get them on the show. My name is Dustin. My child's name is uh, It. My child. No, what should we say the child's name is? My name is Dustin. My child identifies as... Um, my, my child identifies as Bigfoot most of the time, but birth name is, we'll say Pat, Pat, P-A-T, just like I remember Saturday Night Live, Pat. Where do you and your child live? City and state territory. Let's just say Washington, D.C., Washington, 
DC. How old is your child? My child identifies as 11 decades old. 11 decades old. What are, uh, what are your and your child's pronouns? What race's ethnicities? Uh, I am a he and my child is uh, a he slash she. I don't really know all the pronouns, folks. What races and ethnicities? Why would you ask that? Are you racist? No, seriously. <laughs> so, what are your child's pronouns and what are your race's ethnicities? I am a he and my child is a he, she. Why would you ask that? Are you racist? A producer may want to contact you. What is your preferred email? I'm going to give them my Gmail, my old Gmail account here. We'll see if we can get them to write us back and uh, my phone number. And then that way, if they call, they will... Uh, be able to get a hold of us. Let's submit this and see. Has your child sought out mental health? Boom. We submitted it, folks. Congratulations. And now we are submitted to the PBS News Hour, ladies and gentlemen. When I get back, let's get into some serious stuff. I had to do that. Let's have a little fun with this. Let's see if they call us back before we get into the darkness that it is Dr. James Giordano. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and we'll be right back right here on Payton.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payton.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold and I have a, a he she who's 11 decades old who identifies as a rusty nail a can of tuna and an Italian leather couch it just depends on what day of the week that is folks and so hopefully the uh, PBS NewsHour will get back to us. That will make for actually a lot of fun on the show. I mean, you can do things in your life, as we know, to withdraw from the matrix. We're working on some big ideas. Hopefully have a few shows going with Legal Man talking about jury nullification and how to really mess up the government's legal system. Uh, while they're in this bridge between the third industrial era and the fourth industrial era. Uh, and then the other thing, folks, is just have fun. Poke fun at these folks. Break some balls. Uh, right here, one last thing before I get into James Giordano, but this actually relates. Marie Albany sent this over to me. I didn't have a lot of time to dig deep into it, although I did pull up some information. But there's apparently an event going on. I'm over at Sam.gov, and this is Artificial Intelligence Reinforcements Proposers Day. So it's Artificial Intelligence Reinforcements, AIR, AIR. And this is a notice ID from DARPA, SN2306. And this comes out of the Department of Defense. Uh, and, and the sub-tier categories, Defense and uh, Advanced Research Projects Agency, DARPA. And so they published this, uh, let me see, I found the PDF file. And this is 
The Defense Department, uh, the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, DARPA Tactical Technology Office, is sponsoring a proposers' day to provide information to potential proposers on the objectives of the AIR program in advance of a planned board agency announcement. The proposers' day will be held on Monday, November 14, 2022, at Amentum's Ballston Conference Center located on the second floor of 4121 Wilson Boulevard, Arlington, Virginia from 8.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Advanced registration is required. And I was thinking, wait a second, can I get some kind of press pass to this? Uh, Maybe Mike Moore could pull some strings, but I don't think so, folks, and I'll show you why. It says one-on-one meetings will be offered on Tuesday, November 15, 2022, at DARPA, located at 675 North Randolph Street, Arlington, Virginia. Details are provided at the end of this special notice. And so what exactly is the program? I don't know. I really, this must be written for insiders. I'll read it to you quick. But if you guys know any more about this, reach out to me via one of the contact methods that I always provide or via the email gold at pain.tv. It says program objective and description. Many of the outstanding challenges to the development and deployment of tactical autonomy are related to operations in the real world. AIR will focus on previously avoided dimensions that must be addressed to enable tactical autonomy in operationally relevant combat. Fully integrated sensors, scalability to larger environments, adaptability to changing conditions and open world problems, and the ability to learn predictive models that incorporate uncertain knowledge of adversary and self, as well as deceptive effects. AIR will pair existing, maturing, and emerging algorithmic approaches with expert human feedback to rapidly evolve the cooperative autonomous behaviors that solve previously avoided challenges. What the hell are they talking about, folks? But this just goes on. I'm making you aware of this because it's something going on here uh, at DARPA. Let me just read you this real quick. It says, the proposer's day will include information that is international traffic in arms, ITAR restricted. Therefore, attendance is limited to individuals who are U.S. citizens or U.S. permanent residents, green card holders, representing U.S. companies only. Proposer's day will be classified at the collateral secret level and will require security clearance transmittal to amendum. Please fax your clearance and visit request to Amentum at 571-428-4358. Well, if I had time, I would do something like that on the show. The requesting FSO may send the visit request via the Defense Information System for Security. So this is like a highly classified event. But anyway, found it to be quite interesting. Marie Albanese sent it over. So I figured what the heck, I'd let you guys know that this was going on. There's always some kind of creepy event going on over at DARPA. It's non stop folks all right so we are now going to return 
to the Modern War Institute at West Point. We know that Dr. James Giordano is affiliated with DARPA, which is why I brought that up, as well as with many other elements of the government, ladies and gentlemen. And so we are deep into this. And just a couple of highlights. We we learned from Dr. Giordano that the brain is the 21st century battlescape. We learn that in your professional and personal life, you will come in contact with a weaponized neurocognitive science. We learn that they have drugs, bugs, drugs, bugs, toxins, and devices that they can use to manipulate your mind. He told us that the government is not interested in how the brain ticks and talks. They want to know how to make your brain tick and talk. They want to affect the ticking and talking. And so they can do it through drugs. They can do it through implantable brain devices. They can do it through brain helmets. They can do it through the internet flashing images in front of you. We learned all types of stuff from Giordano. So if you missed episode 65, I would go back and listen to it. Other people had covered Giordano. I am well aware of that. I cover it in context to everything that we have learned up to this point through all 65 episodes. So we are connecting what he's talking to back to other technologies, programs, government departments, private sector projects, academic projects that we are aware of. So I think we add a new perspective to something that people may have watched a while ago. So what I'm going to do here, folks, is I'm going to back this up about 20 seconds, and then we're going to start uh, this, and we're going to pick up where we left off. Let's continue. Up on the screen here, he has a slide for neuroscience and technology as weapons, and he's got soft and hard. And soft is economic leverage, intelligence, PSYOP, MISO. Hard is physical influence, deterrence tools, chemicals, biologicals, and devices. So he's going to get into this now, ladies and gentlemen. Let's continue with mad scientist Dr. James Giordano. Means of contending against others. Formal definition of a weapon, right out of the Oxford Old English Dictionary. Okay, folks, hold on one second here because we've got the video freezing up. Uh, hold on one second. Here we go. And let's continue. Against others. And we can do that in a number of ways. We can militate their behaviors and their thoughts in some ways as to make them more amenable to what we do, the idea of positive weaponology. Or we can, in fact, mitigate and in some cases completely nullify their capability, will, or engagement to fight. If we combine those two definitions into one, what you find is those agents that will either change individuals' thoughts, vulnerabilities, volatility to violence and aggression, or incur morbidity, dysfunction, and or mortality in such a way as to then mitigate the engagement altogether. All right, do you understand what he's talking about here? This is all where we left off yesterday, but he's talking about mind manipulation, folks. Mind manipulation. I'm going to just roll that back 15 seconds, and we're going to play that back for you. Will or engagement to fight. If we combine those two definitions into one, what we find is those agents that will either change individuals' thoughts, vulnerabilities, volatility to violence and aggression, or incur morbidity, dysfunction, and or mortality in such a way as to then mitigate the engagement altogether. 
Right. So he's talking about either manipulating someone's mind to basically become docile, or he's talking about basically killing them. Hold on. Let's let's roll this back again. Will or engagement to fight. If we combine those two definitions into one, what we find is those agents that will either change individuals' thoughts, vulnerabilities, volatility to violence and aggression, or incur morbidity, dysfunction, and or mortality in such a way as to then mitigate the engagement altogether. Right. So he's talking about, you know, the, the combining it two or morbidity, which is uh, giving someone or like they would suffer from a disease. And then he's talking about mortality, right, which is um, death, death. So he's talking about uh, some pretty serious stuff here, ladies and gentlemen. And remember, I want to go back to what I started with yesterday on episode 65 before we got into James Giordano. I warned you, when he's talking about the enemy, he is talking about us. He's talking about you. He's talking about me. He is not talking about some far off enemy in North Korea, Russia or China. I'm telling you, he is talking about us, folks. Let's continue. You still with me? That said, we can break down any form of weaponology into two discrete categories, soft weapons and hard weapons. In the former categorization, soft weapons include but are not limited to such things like economic leveraging to create economics, market values, market presence, presence at international bargaining tables to develop international power and leverage as a soft weapon. Clearly, the more we're able to make an impact in a field, in a dimension, by virtue of research, medicine, technology, infiltration to a variety of areas of the public space, the more we're able to yield economic strong-arming, economic leveraging. I think an important consideration that I'll reiterate later in this particular lecture is that there are countries outside the United States and or the West that are increasing their capabilities by intent in the brain sciences so as to be able to gain this type of economic leveraging in international global markets in medicine, science technology, and the military. Most notably among them is China. We'll talk more about that momentarily. How about most notably about them is the United States, all right? He's talking about economic warfare, right? Which he's calling as a, as a soft weapon economy. And think about this. This was in 2018. Think about everything that happened to us right here in the United States since 2018. Think about what's going on right now with the rising inflation, rising fuel prices. Think about that stuff, folks. While we take a quick break, I'm going to roll that back because we have to listen to that one more time. I warned you, this guy speaks fast. He throws a lot of words in there and you really have to break it down and understand it. But this man is devious. He is maniacal. This man is telling you what they are about to do to us. And he's telling you back in 2018. And I think by the time this lecture is done, when we are finished with it, we will understand that he laid out a battle plan that was going to be used against the people here in the United States of America. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard. And you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Join the discussion at Payne.tv slash gold. 